0: This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show.
1: You know, what is it I don't, there's something else I don't, I don't do. There's banquets. a lot of things I do, do I don't do banquets. I really try not to do banquets if all possible.
0: Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1pm 1 on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com.
2: So, you will address me as Stephen A. or Mr. Smith. You won't call me a but- bona fide scrub and then continue to talk on my damn show.
0: According to Jim, is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. It's
2: intercepted by Jacob File and a chance at a house call. File 30, 20, 10, 5, touchdown bullpup.
0: Everything happening in the sports world.
2: Mahomes throws it for
0: the touchdown. And even some things not happening in the sports world.
1: I go to Walmart and get my
3: $18 pair of shoes that last two years. It's just fine. You like those fine? No Zions for you? No
1: Zions for me.
0: Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell.
1: Let's do this thing.
3: Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide, at MidKansasOnline.com I'm Jim Joyner, joining me as always The most popular man in the entire city of McPherson Wearing his Tiger Woods red golf shirt Mr. Steve Sell, good afternoon <laughs> Good afternoon You do kind of look Eldrick-like
1: Well, I hope my back doesn't feel Eldrick-like
3: Yeah, I hope not for you too yeah. your, your golf game might have been better than his this weekend I didn't even play this weekend Well, then you're just like Tiger <laughs> I did, I,
1: I actually took the entire weekend off Wow. Just uh, Look a neat- at you. Yeah. Well, it's getting that time of year. It's time that you got to start uh, concentrating on the business at hand.
3: So if you don't know what Steve means, or what I mean by Steve having a Tiger Woods polo, so Tiger Woods doesn't really ever wear a collar right. on his shirts, but it is the look of a golf polo shirt. There's just no collar, and it looks good on you, Steve.
1: You know, if you played at the country club, you couldn't wear this shirt.
3: You have to wear a collar at the country you club? A,
1: you have to wear a collar.
3: Interesting. Yeah. Anything else you have to wear? Socks? I'm sure you probably... Are you required to wear socks?
1: I That I don't know. But you got to wear a collar.
3: Interesting. Yeah. Steve, I, I had a recommendation for the show for you today. Really? It was from the mayor. The mayor? The mayor. Mayor okay. Brown. Okay. He told me this morning at the city commission meeting, he said, you know, on that show at, at noon... It's always you asking Steve if he's done things, and he says no. It's always him saying no. I don't know what that is. I don't do that. No, no, no. He said, why don't you ask him some things that he does know? (laughs) Why don't you ever say, hey, do you watch MLB? Yes. Oh, you do. Do you like the Cardinals? Yes. Hey, that's a little bit better. Yellowstone. It's it's better than, hey, do you like The Bachelor? And you go, (laughs) no. (laughs) Do you know what Adderall is? No.
1: Well... If someone asks me a question, I don't know. Do you know. go to banquets? No.
3: No? No.
1: <laughs> I, I try not
3: to. Yeah, you try not to. I
1: just, I just, yeah.
3: Steve, we have a lot of things to address today. There was one that popped up on Friday afternoon that I really want to talk with you later about. That is Antonio Brown, the crazy man. Have you read much into that situation? I
1: just started reading up on it today about he wants to use his old helmet. Right. And he's going to retire. If he doesn't get to wear his old helmet... We you know should. what
3: I say? What I say to Antonio Brown... You're an idiot. You know what, man? If you want to retire, go ahead. You know how I'm always a player guy. I don't go th- ahead and retire, I don't Antonio. Thi- I, I don't
1: think the Raiders would probably like that too much.
3: I'd love it. Think Treg Fahl like no, it? No, he would not like that. He's a that. big Raiders fan. He would not like that. Yeah. But, Steve, we had football this weekend. Yes, we did. Were you excited? Did you watch the Chiefs? Did you listen here on 96.7? Yes. What'd you think? What What are your takeaways from the opening game of the preseason? 38 thirty eight seventeen win over the Bengals.
1: After the first quarter, it was pretty boring, but it was. You didn't kinda,
3: watch much after that. That
1: well, I watched off and on. I went out to Matt College football practice. That's right for for a little while. But no, I watched. I watched when the uh, uh, first line guys were in, and Patrick Mahomes. It looks like he hasn't missed a beat. The defense looks like it hasn't missed a beat. It's still bad. But you know they're they're implementing a 4-3 defense. And I don't think the Chiefs have the personnel to play a 4-3. Reggie Ragland at middle linebacker, Ugh. slow. Anthony Hitchens at outside linebacker, Ugh. very slow. Braylon <laughs> Speaks, <laughs> yeah. The linebackers are really weak. Man, I I tell you, this, I just, you know, I I think, you know, you're supposed to tailor your scheme to your players. The, right. Well, I don't think they have the players to play this 4-3. I really don't.
3: Steve, I want to do something now. Before we really dive into the game and dive into Patrick Mahomes almost getting massacred at the goal line, do you know what we used to do on Mondays in the fall? Listen to Mitch. Mondays with Mitch. Yeah. Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Chiefs. Yeah. It felt good to have him back. And I have some clips from... Saturday night's game. Okay. They're mainly from early on in the game, so he's not talking about some random people.
1: Was he in mid-season form?
3: He was really pretty good at I'd the be beginning of this game. Four. Yeah, he, he's getting there. All right. So this is from the first drive of the game for the Bengals. Okay. The second play of the game as the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, welcomed themselves to the Chiefs. I,
1: and I thought that was a bad call, to be honest
3: with you.
2: Well, we'll talk about it here in a minute. All right. Andy Dalton starting the game at quarterback. The veteran out of TCU throws a slant left side and complete. For a bingo, now the ball's out late. And it's a picked up by Kansas City. Now they fumble it again. The Honey Badger's got it. A Honey Badger to the right side. And it's going to be forced out of bounds at the 28-yard line of the Cincinnati Bengals. The catch was there for the first down, but it was stripped free. And a nine-yard fumble return as the Honey Badger gives his first official welcome to the Chiefs' kingdom with a takeaway and a fumble recovery.
1: Now, I was told he doesn't like the name Honey Badger. Maybe I've maybe- always heard that
3: he doesn't love it.
1: Yeah. So
3: similar to Joaquin Soria not being a huge fan of the nickname the Mexicutioner. Yeah. I think it's kinda like that where he goes, Yeah, hey, you can call me that, but I'd rather you know. Well, it. I just
1: I kinda thought maybe Mitch might f- come up feel, with a new one. I thought he might feel out Tyron Matthews. and but say, it didn't take long. Yeah. Well he, he had he honey badgered four different times in that one <laughs> clip.
3: Yeah, I didn't think that was I a, think fumble that's a great either. I like that name. I just think Honey that's, Badger is a oh, good name. Yeah. And everybody knows who he is. Yeah. It's like saying the bus. Mm-hmm. The Jews. Yeah. I'd rather not talk about the Jews. No. All right, second play that I've got. This was the first offensive play for the Chiefs, and what a beautiful-looking play it was. They've been sitting on this for weeks. Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey.
2: Backed up, first and 10 of their own 17 to start the game. Mahomes on first down, launches it. Kelsey near side makes a beautiful catch in his hands, right in front of Annie Reed on the near sideline, and he's down into Cincinnati territory. They will say out at the Cincy 47-yard line, a 37-yard bomb thrown perfectly by the NFL's MVP to the best tight end in the NFL, a gain of 36.
1: That was beautiful. It was, and he was wide open on that play. I saw
3: a video today, I, I didn't notice it in real time, of that defensive back from that play that was guarding Kelsey, it might have been a linebacker. I don't know who he was. He was a linebacker. but Because he was tight end. That's what I figured. But he turned around way after the ball was thrown. And Kelsey kind of caught it and immediately went out of bounds. And he turned around and was looking and going, I didn't even know he threw the ball. Yeah. He said it was such a perfect throw. And it happened so fast that he didn't even know it was coming. So that was a nice looking play. Then, immediately later, to another tight end. And I like how Mitch went to the nickname bag again here for this pass.
2: Second and three Chiefs trailing 7-0 and play fake. Blake Bell, the belldozer up the left side. The pride of Wichita Bishop Carroll High School and the former Oklahoma star off a play-action fake and toss. Up the left boundary to the Bengals 17. A gain of 23 yards. The and, belldozer. And
1: he was the belldozer when he was at OU because they would put him in shotgun and he when they got down to short yardage because he's – but six, six, remember, he played against the Bull Pups, That's right. Threw 54 passes in that game. That's a lot. That is <laughs> that is a ton it, of passes in a high school game. They ran 63 plays, and they threw it 54 times, and they lost the game to the Bull Pups.
3: Same drive, Patrick Mahomes scrambling, which I was watching the game in a room full of people, and they were all screaming, me included, saying, no, 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 no. Get down.
2: I'll let Mitch describe it here. Setter tied 11 records last year. Mahomes steps up into the pocket. Pump faking. Now he'll run. Has the first down. Cuts back inside the fire. Down to the one-yard line as he slides at the one on his left hip to avoid a Bengal hit. A 12-yard scramble by Patrick Mahomes.
3: Ooh, That was scary. It was. See, Steve, all I said last week was, why would you play him? There are instances where he can take hits. He got hit on that Travis Kelsey. Very throw. first
1: play of the game.
3: And I was watching with that same group and they showed the
1: replay and we all went, Hey, no, 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 don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> don't hit him. Well I think he's done. I think he's finished for preseason. No reason to play him now.
3: It was a little scary.
1: Yeah. Get Chad Henney a lot of reps since he probably won't get many reps during the season. No. And yeah, and and uh, uh let some of the maybe Chase Litton, I think it's Chase Litton as yeah. him. He looked pretty good in a backup role. And I thought uh Miko Hardman. We're going to get to him in a minute. Okay. He kind of opened a few eyes. The
3: fifth audio I have Carlos Hyde, after a four for four for 66 yards from
2: Mahomes, cashes in for the first touchdown, Kansas City. Now the Chiefs go shotgun, Hyde to the right of Mahomes on second goal to go. Delay handoff, Carlos Hyde, blasts into the end zone, right side, touchdown, Kansas City! And the Chiefs answer the Bengals' touchdown drive with one of their own on a Mahomes special.
3: The Mahomes special. Yep. All right, so our final piece of audio from the Chiefs' Fox Football Radio Network was the second touchdown of the game. You mentioned the name, Miko Hardman, the young rookie who was probably drafted as a precaution for Tyreek Hill being suspended.
1: I think he was drafted as Tyreek Hill's replacement because right. they really didn't expect him to uh, be playing. In fact, I got my Street and Smiths magazine, which has gotten Ooh. to me the football bible. I grew up with Street and Smiths, and they obviously wrote their story probably in about June because it basically said Tyreek Hill most likely will never play for the Chiefs again.
2: Ooh, well, they're wrong.
1: Yeah, they're wrong.
2: Mecole Hardman, Jet Sweep. For the touchdown, Thompson stays in to the right side, sidecar position of Shermer. Here comes McCole Hardman in motion, flip pass. 20, 15, 10, speed, 5, angle right, touchdown. Kansas City, McCole Hardman on a 17 yard flip pass from Kyle Shermer, and the Chiefs have two drives, two touchdowns.
3: Well, not bad. Not bad. A lot of speed. I liked how Mitch just threw that in. Yeah. He was watching the play and then just went, speed. Yeah. Like he said, squirrel, yeah. <laughs> rabbit, <laughs> block. Yeah, I liked it. Lots of so. Script. What do you think? Was he in midseason oh, form? Oh, sure, sure. I'm sure he's been preparing very hard. Oh yeah. So anyway, Steve, back to the actual game. We have our Mondays with Mitch. We enjoyed listening to him not only on Mondays but here as an affiliate on the Chiefs Fox Football Radio Network. 96.7. That's right. So preseason game number one. You got to see Patrick Mahomes go out there for about two minutes of game time. Do you really care much more about the next three games? No. I, I, I need to ask you those things better. Yeah. Will you watch any of the next three you know, games?
1: I probably will just give it a cursory glance at the start and then just probably not really watch a whole lot, to be honest with you.
3: Do you remember what I said last week when I said, Patrick Mahomes and these guys, they don't need these games to be ready. You think Mahomes looked pretty good?
1: I think he in looks his first
3: fine. drive, yeah, he looked like a reigning NFL MVP. Yes, he did. Go out, put the know, ball right on the numbers. I, I can't
1: remember if it was on the radio broadcast or the TV broadcast because I was kind of bouncing. But uh, they said generally the offenses are ahead of the defenses. Yeah, at this time of year, and you know they gave several instances like Daniel Jones for the Giants, who was Ugh. yeah, who was thought to be a real really bad draft pick. He was like seven for seven. You know, in his first game against the against the uh, jets, uh, a lot of you know you saw a lot of especially I, I was watching highlights the first possession of games. it just seemed like the offenses were rolling right down the field, and then once they started infiltrating all the backups and subs and things like that, the scoring kind of fell off a little bit.
3: Did it make you nervous watching the chief's defense start the game off by pretty much getting gashed all the way down the field? Against the Bengals' number ones.
1: It did. And I know it's exhibition season, but I just, boy, they made it look pretty easy. And remember, this is a Cincinnati team that'll probably win four, five at the most. They're
3: expected to be the worst team in the AFC North.
1: Yeah, I thought you were going to say the AFC period. No.
3: Yeah, probably not that.
1: Probably not that. I think Pistols-Dolphins might be that.
3: Broncos, Miami Raiders.
1: Now, now see, I'm 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 I disagree on Broncos. I know a lot of people are saying they're going to be really bad, but I just I think that defense will keep them in at least they can win six probably.
3: Well, they do have a really elite quarterback in Joe Flacco. Well, he's really good. Great backup. Yeah. Yeah. They've got all sorts of phenomenal players. So, watching that defense after seeing just this preseason, I know that they've added a corner that will help with this, Mo Claiborne. Mm-hmm. I know that that will, at least in theory, help with their secondary
1: woes. Well, I hope Mo Claiborne, a former Dallas Cowboy, works out better than Orlando Scandrick. Yeah, that wasn't great. That was a bad, yeah, bad signing. But when I watch this
3: defense, I am not convinced that it is going to be better than last year. I think it's going to be worse. I know that people a lot of people think that Frank Clark is in improvement over D4 and he did not
1: play on Saturday
3: but i think they are about even do you think they're about if it's not then it's Frank Clark by a little bit do you think that's a better fair than, assessment better than the D4
1: that i haven't watched Frank Clark play i mean i, I just think they're
3: very similar i didn't
1: even know who he, you know i didn't watch a lot of Seahawk games last year.
3: Yeah, you're not a fan of Seattle.
1: But I, I didn't even know who Frank Fish Clark- Market. I didn't even know who Frank Clark was until, you know, I, until the Chiefs, you know, picked him up. So I really didn't know who he was. And I
3: know that in theory, Tyron Matthew is an improvement is from Eric Berry,
1: much much more athletic,
3: and that the fact he'll actually play. Mm-hmm. So I, I know that there are a few spots where it might be better, but I am just not sold that this team is going to be better defensively than they were last year. I don't think And really, Steve, and I've said it a couple of times, I think the Chiefs' defense in about 10 of their games last year outperformed what they were really capable of, that they caught breaks, that they turned the other teams over. And when you have turnovers, and that's a number that I always hear analysts talk about, is you have one team that is plus 16 in the turnover differential one year, that typically they come back big time the next year, well, unless the, you have incredible when, playmakers. When the Chiefs,
1: there was a stretch where the Chiefs were the NFL's best team in turnovers, and right. forcing turnovers. They used to
3: that they were forcing them in big situations, right. and they were getting up so big in games that it didn't matter what the defense did. Right. They just had to go out there for the second half and not give up forty points, and they'd right. be fine. Right. So, that is my one concern as a Chiefs fan is the defense, which, of course, I think everybody is concerned well, yeah. about. And we kept saying last year, if they could just be the 20th-ranked defense instead of the 31st, yeah. then they probably win a Super Bowl. This year, maybe Chiefs fans can hope that they are the 28th, <laughs> 26th, well, 24th-ranked defense.
1: 24th might get them a Super Bowl. That and, might get it and done. And speaking, Street and Smith, that I alluded to earlier, they have the Chiefs losing in the Super Bowl. To who?
3: Whom? Uh, who or whom? Uh,
1: you would have, oh the Saints, the New Orleans Saints, and that's a boomer bust team to me. I, I, you know the Saints are a little scary to me. I just, you know, they were so close. I think the general consensus was they were so close last year. They know Drew Brees is about at the end, but they lost some guys in the offseason. That it's it's gonna make a difference. All right, Steve. Let's take our
3: first break. When we come back, let's talk about the Antonio Brown situation with. No longer the Pittsburgh Steelers, but the Oakland Raiders. I'm sure we'll see it a little bit on Hard Knocks later this week. We'll talk about that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE.
0: You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, the Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM, KBBE, or online at midkansasonline.com.
3: We're back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Steve, were you... Following along with the Antonio Brown drama of the weekend, I did. it sounds like somehow you were under a rock on Friday and Saturday and I saw nothing at, about it.
1: I I actually got caught up to speed. I'd heard things about it, so today, because I kept hearing him talking about his feet, you know, and, and the blisters on his feet, and then I heard the helmet thing, so I did exhaustive research this morning.
3: Well, let me try and catch you up to speed, catch everybody else up to speed, so... The feet thing that you were talking about, it came from a cryotherapy session. Explain that to the
1: masses. So
3: a cryotherapy session, in the most non-doctoral language I could probably give you, is, and McPherson and I football players do this a lot, over at Stupka Chiropractic. Okay. You get inside this chamber, which is very, very, very cold. Okay like below zero cold. Ooh. And it would be similar to having an ice bath where you get in there for a few minutes. It is supposed to recharge all of your muscles, help them expand and contract and and help your muscles. I don't know exactly what they do in there, but you get in there especially after being sore and it helps you refresh. Mm-hmm. And so apparently Antonio Brown might have been in there for too long or it might have been too, too cold. Probably took a
1: nap. And so,
3: asleep. yeah, it's not like the tanning bed where you can sit in there for a while. No, no, no. It's a quick procedure. Yeah. Not like five seconds, but yeah. not long. Yeah. And he had blistered the bottom of his feet, and they were essentially frostbitten.
1: Oh, it was ugly. If you, if you, if you Google the pictures, If it you is, just
3: Google Antonio Brown feet, yeah, it is not a pretty it, it picture.
1: Is. And you better have a pretty strong stomach.
3: So that was the first thing that happened with all of this drama, and so he hasn't been doing much at training camp. Then all of a sudden, on Friday afternoon, I get a notification on my phone that says, Antonio Brown says he will retire from the NFL if he's not allowed to wear his old helmet. So as I listened more and more about it, and I was trying to figure out what the heck was going on, so the NFL has its new protocols and rules for helmets that you're supposed to wear. Right. To make sure the guys are safe. It's not like you could go back to the 1940s and say, give me that leather helmet. I want to go out there and try it. Sure. Or or, or do you remember in the NHL, whenever they instituted the rule that you have to wear the visor? Right. But if you were already playing in the NHL and you didn't want to wear it. You were grandfathered in. You were grandfathered in, so you didn't have to wear the visor. I grew
1: up when there was no mask in the NHL. What a wild time. Oh,
3: yeah. But... The NFL does not have these rules, especially with all of the CTE questions that they field all the time and the problems that it's had with that, Is they say, this is the helmet you are required to wear. And Antonio Brown has apparently been wearing the same helmet for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. And that it's the padding that he likes, he has it the exact way he wants it to be. I guess that he probably just gets it spray-painted and they take that nasty gold with the blue and red and yellow stars and take that off from the Steelers and just throw on a silver Raider, and yeah. they can make the helmet work. And the, the NFL said, no, you can't use this helmet. It's too old. Right. And that he said, well, I need to use that helmet, and if not, I am retiring. I will quit.
1: I'd say to you, Antonio Brown, just go ahead and quit.
3: Why do you think he has been such a problem He's a knucklehead. The last few years. Obviously, the drama that was in Pittsburgh this past year. And remember, at the end of the year, he just didn't want to play. Right. He didn't show up for, what, Week 17? He's a diva. He just wasn't there? He is a diva. I know that everybody was upset with Le'Veon Bell. I'm mainly Steelers fans and then people who picked him number one in their fantasy leagues. Yeah. But I thought he had a really good claim for what he wanted to do. And, And I thought that he said, hey... I I want more guaranteed money. I want a longer term contract, and they said no. And he said, "Okay, I won't see you here anytime soon." Yeah. But it worked out for him. He was able to get his money, and you know what? It turned out to be the Steelers probably should have paid him. Sure. Don't you think they probably make this the at least the playoffs if they have Le'Veon Bell oh, happy yeah. and playing, and you have Antonio Brown happy and playing, but they and have, you have Ben Roethlisberger but, happy and playing, but they have Juju. Juju Smith-Schuster now. He's good.
1: He's really good.
3: I am just so surprised with all of the Antonio Brown stuff that has been happening for the last year. Well,
1: the Raiders is the perfect team for
3: him. Sure. And I heard some people talking about, well, are they going to show all of this on Hard Knocks? And I won't be watching it, but I might see a highlight or two Mm -hmm. if they do. Mm -hmm. I just remember our conversation last week, Steve. Do you really think the Raiders can turn things around? Have you seen any signs of it? The things are getting better? No. Oh, they got Antonio Brown now. He's going to make the difference. Well, his feet are frozen off. (laughs) He won't play. He doesn't have the right helmet. So that's not the answer. Derek Carr, he's not the answer.
1: Neither is David
3: Carr. David Carr would not be (laughs) the answer either. That would be a really bad pick. I just can't wrap my head around the Raiders finishing any better in third place in the AFC West. And that's mainly it's because like the N- my Broncos standards it's are almost, way down it's here. It's
1: almost like the NFL's version of Last Chance U. It is. I mean, it's a... It's,
3: it feels like it. Yeah. Jason Brown, John Gruden. Chuck E. Cheese. Let's see. Who would Antonio Brown be like? What was the linebacker's name? The one that Bobby, got kicked out. Bobby, Bobby Bruce. Bruce. Yeah. Antonio Brown's kind of like Bobby Bruce. Or he could be
1: like Marquise King.
3: He could... Or, or Marquette King, is that...
1: Marquise King.
3: The one from Indy? Yeah. Okay. The receiver. I was thinking Marquette King the punter, and he's think, not there anymore. No,
1: uh, Marquise King, I think the guy was going to go to Texas Tech or something, and then it didn't work out. I think he ended up at like a Lamar or someplace.
3: I'm just not sold on the Raiders. I, I'm not. No. I, and I don't, I'm not sold on it at any time in the future. And I am not sold on it at all if there was no Antonio Brown. Oh, yeah. If he is playing, and if he is happy, and if he has the correct helmet on, He can make a difference.
1: And, you know, there's a lot of fantasy football owners that are just wringing. They're not liking this. They're wringing their hands because if they pass on Antonio Brown and he then comes back and turns out to have a wrecking ball of a season, they're going, oh, should have taken him. But if they take him and he ends up being a clown show all year, off and on, you know, with all these different off-the-field problems, it's going to be a waste of a pick.
3: Got to keep those feet out of the... Cryotherapy, right. I guess. I guess. Does that make you interested in wanting to do some cryotherapy? Uh, no. I bet you could slip into one of those chambers and really be feeling good.
1: I don't like the cold.
3: You don't like the cold? Not even just for a little bit? No. What about an ice bath? No. I need to stop asking you all these questions that I know you're going to say no to.
1: Well, that's the, what the mayor... The
3: mayor ma- declared it. He said you gotta well, stop doing that. maybe the
1: mayor needs to have a declaration where <laughs> Steve... Steve it, can no longer say Steve no. Steve cell Yes Day. Have,
3: have you ever see- seen the movie Yes Man? No. With Jim Carrey? No. <laughs> there, there, there are more of these, okay. but Jim Carrey was a no man. Okay. Kind of like you, not a no man, but a no man. Yeah, And then he went to some seminar and they say, just start saying yes. And it immediately changed his life. And think of all the decisions that you make in a day. Hey, do you want to donate to Children's Mercy? Oh, do you want to do this? You get an ad that says, do you want to... Be thinner, and you just say, no, 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 no. Then when you start saying yes, it changes everything.
1: Yeah, if the bosses say, do you want to raise, I think I should say yes. You'll say, yes, I I do. Yeah, yes, I do.
3: All right, Steve, let's take our final break. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE.
0: You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, the Fieldhouse Grill and Tap.
3: We're wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. And, Steve, I, I made a comment to you that said you need to start saying yes more. I need to stop asking you questions where you just say no by declaration. Simple man. By I'm... the declaration of the mayor. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, right, as we're coming back out of the break, the mayor is here. <laughs> mayor Brown, are you here to make a declaration?
0: No, I'm not going to make a declaration. I want to do two things. Number one. I need for you to ask better questions so he I has do. the opportunity to say, yes, you know all the things he doesn't like, so you keep picking on him. But secondly, <laughs> I do get picked on but a secondly, little bit. Secondly, I would just want to send out uh, a little message to Jerry and Diane. Give the guy a raise so he can keep saying yes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> See, when the mayor comes in and starts I making like declarations. I like his way of thinking, though. <laughs> you want to say the same thing for me <laughs> or no?
0: Not until you get yes questions.
3: <laughs> okay. Steve, are you happy that the mayor came oh, in today? The mayor's my guy. Yes. He's my guy The now. answer is yes. Yes, you betcha. Mayor you Brown, bet. just bet. give him a call. Tell him Steve needs more money. <laughs> there you go. He made a declaration. The mayor yeah. is official. There he is. He's on the record. Excellent work. What? Steve, now you've got a man that is in your corner. I do. You, sometimes you might think nobody's in your corner, but Mayor Brown is in your corner. He is in my corner. And he's lobbying for more money. Yes. Normally he has to lob for more money from the city. Lobby yes. for more money from the city. Yes. Instead he's saying, Steve sell, get him some cash. <laughs> All right, Steve, that was fun. Oh, no, I wasn't that was expecting great. that. Yeah. I told you that he said it this morning. Well, I wasn't fant- I wasn't lying to you. That's fantastic. Let's see if I can ask you a, a better yes question. Steve. Have you been watching McPherson College football practice? Yes,
1: I have. Look at that. And I've never seen so many bodies. There's a lot of people out there. We were there. out there this morning, and what did we figure, about 135 probably? That's about where they're at. Yeah. Drew Labertu, look out for him this year. A lot but, of
3: former bullpups out Honesty there. Honesty
1: Whitker's out there. Of course, Ben Nickel and Colin Gearing from last year. And then Kyler Hoppus out there, he was working with the twos. I think you're going to see a lot of bullpup influence on this Bulldog football team this year.
3: We'll talk a little bit more about that tomorrow on the show. Okay. I also want to talk about pace of play in golf. Have you seen all of that I drama saw that. from the weekend? Yes, I did. I want to address that and, and dive into that a little bit since you are the golfer that you are. But other than that, Steve, we're going to wrap up the show. Is it okay if we wrap up the show? Yes! Look at that. We got it figured out. There it is. For Mayor Brown <laughs> and for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
0: According to Jim with Jim Joyner and